Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Why does it smell in here? It's my food. Um, Is part of the show? No. It's the worst damn sports show, period. Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry. Like every time, I feel like as soon as I start and we're like, we'll go, like I feel like I have to cough and I'm like. Well, I mean. Like it's mental. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to get out of your own head. It's tough. A lot you of can pressure. I believe in you. A lot of pressure here today. A lot of pressure. Uh, we got Deuce here today. What's up, man? Hi, guys. Thanks for letting me hang out for Beardo today. For sure. This is the uh, Worst Damn Sports Show, period. Normally, Beardo is be making all these noises over there. Uh, today, it's Deuce. <laughs> and we normally say our Twitter handles. So what's your Twitter handle? At Deuce on the air on all social platforms, including MySpace and Friendster. Look at you on that, on that marketing. Friendster. Hitting, yeah. up, hitting up MySpace. AOL Messenger. That's, that, <laughs> that doesn't exist either. Friendster was actually the first one that I came across. There was a like a girl I was dating, and she showed me her Friendster profile. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh, "This is very interesting." And 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 obviously she cheated because like that's what that leads to immediately. First delve into the uh, that's what that's what the first thing on anyone's mind when they jumped on the first like the social media. It's just like, how could I use this to hook up? Sorry to <laughs> open that wound, man. Yeah, 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 really, <laughs> cutting deep. He just got here. It's not deep. even necessarily a wound. It was just like <laughs> friendster. Uh, Anywho, well, also that's Deuce. That's Hi. Dubs over there. Hi, I'm producer Dubs. You can find me at producer Dubs. D U B Z. My name is Steve Burrell. This is the Worst Damn Sports Show. Period. Where we're gonna go ahead and talk about sports, including well, do we have our to? team. I mean, do we have to? <laughs> that's subjective of if you can call it sports or not. I guess it's still technically a competition. But We've actually figured- reached a point, though, by the way, where I'm not really sad about it anymore. We, we had, <laughs> we'd reached it before. I think it was during the Raiders game. when I was going to say, so for it, you're talking about the Broncos, the Broncos losing yeah. continuously. They've gone through the stages of grieving. Acceptance, yeah. anger. And it was a slow <laughs> process, you know, where you're like angry, like when they lost to Buffalo early in the year, you're like, ah, right. trap game. Right. It got them. <laughs> Turns <laughs> out the NFL is a trap league for this team. And then uh, there was the Giants. That was the first one where you just shocked, where you're just like, what? Right. That's stupid. And then they got shut out by the Chargers. <laughs> and then it really started to dawn on us. Like just how bad this team was. This could be real. Because then you saw like the Patriots and the the Philly coming to town. And you're like, well, obviously we're not going to win those. So, yeah, that's kind of where acceptance like mm. fell into place. But well, that what was it, fifty-one to fourteen drubbing oof. you took at the hands of the Eagles was your acceptance? It was before. I was just saying as I prognosticated that happening, it was kind of like, yeah, if that doesn't happen, I'll be surprised. Uh, It feels like the chickens coming home to roost a little bit, though. The Broncos coasted with an elite defense, which normally an elite defense lasts one year. They got two years out of an elite defense. Mm -hmm. Elite defense gone. Everything's two, two exposed. Years in like four games. They right. Got like a, yeah. Right. Well, let's hold on to that. Well, Cowboys I'm glad game. you're including <laughs> the uh, Bills game in that then, because that counts. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, four, yeah, five even because they did really well against Kansas City when they had a shot to. Well, so that was. Anyway, here I am. You know when I knew it was all over for me as far when, as when caring. You lost to Buffalo. <laughs> no, it was when it was when the Broncos did not score the touchdown with Devontae Booker against the Raiders. 
Like they were down at the one. Uh-huh. And instead of punching it in, they have Paxton throw it. And it was like crazy interception where it bounced all different ways mm. until it ended up being an interception. Yeah. And my my guttural reaction to it was to laugh. <laughs> I was like, oh, of course. Oh, what a wacky season. I'm not going to lie. I laughed a couple times watching that game. Like <laughs> I was sitting there with a Broncos fan. And like, I, you know, I don't wish ill will upon the Broncos at all. And I'm just sitting there. And at some point, you just got to laugh, right? Like you just have to. It's where we're at right now. And it, like legitimately to that place where I'm, of course, would like them to win games and to be successful and do things. But it that, doesn't even, it, it actually hurts you to win games at that's this point. The, that's does the, it, the other side of the Does coin. it? Even yeah. with the first pick, does LA know what the hell to do with it? See, it's been what, my I take don't, the whole time. I don't understand how people think this. Do you know how many executives draft quarterbacks and miss? It happens all it's the time. It's not just the quarterbacks. It's Sylvester Williams. I mean, we can go down the list of bad drafts. Okay, and you apologies. can also go down the list of Derek Wolf and Bradley Roby. Like, he drafted people who can play, too. Shane Ray. I mean, it's you. you it's a crapshoot no matter who you are. Shane Ray. And you don't think Shane he's Ray doing, can he's play? He's doing okay. He's he, doing can pl- right. he can play. He can play. All right. Well, well, we will step back for a second, okay, and just view it this way from Broncos fan. And I, this was uh, John Elway's daughter penned a quick thing on Instagram talking about. I am the blood whatever. of the city. No, oh, wait, that was, <laughs> that was, that was the other was, one. That was Bowen's son. <laughs> and, it, wait, and here's the thing. We are very appreciative of, you know, we won the Super Bowl two years ago. That's amazing. We've had some great success. And I would imagine that doing anything within the Broncos organization has got to be one of the hardest jobs in all the football because we are a very passionate fan base and we're spoiled on top yes, of it. Absolutely. That's the thing. So, yeah, we can go ahead and be okay with like a crappy season. Just You hopefully. have had three losing seasons since like 1980, whatever. Yeah. We, we, will, we will expect. Uh, and that's part of it, though. Maybe that's, hey, maybe we are the 12th man. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Where we're the ones being like, do better. And, you know, it seems like, we need to do better, guys. Like, you which, is, the- which is good that you have that. But at the same time, you need to recognize that there will be years like this. Yeah, no, we're recognizing it. I, I don't think anyone's losing their mind anymore. Oh. Other, other than... Other than just what you know, what we're seeing with uh, you know, I said something last week about how I think this coaching staff is safe. They don't want to shake things up too much. It's their first year. They got to get something going on. But then we saw that game last week when it's like it, there there is co- there are coaching decisions. Don't let Isaiah McKenzie on the field. And then there's letting Sorry. Isaiah McKenzie fumble <laughs> his sixth. Like, why would you do that to him? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, fool me six times. Get him off the field. <laughs> it's so cruel. Like, that poor guy. Like, yeah, he must I be feel bad for him. Whole head. You feel bad for the fumbler? Yeah. No. Yeah. Your stop. job is to catch that brown ball. Stop. You've been training since you were eight years old to do one thing, okay. to catch that brown ball. But, but, do your job. Deuce, you've never had a situation where you know what you need to do. It's yes. clear in your head. Absolutely. You've done it a thousand times. Right. And you just can't get it done. Six times. No. You I have just never failed can't get it something done that six day. times. So that, six that go- times. The coach has to look out for him. There. Coach, yeah, by out. sitting his ass down. Right, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. yes. I thought yes. we were arguing that. No, <laughs> no, I'm saying he, you're doing the kid a disservice because like any confidence that he had after the third fumble 
or the fourth fumble. Or the like fifth. <laughs> right, like like sit him down and let him figure it out. He's he's got the yips right now. You know what I mean? Like he knows how to catch a football. Does he? Yes, he does. We have evidence to say otherwise. He knows and you got to sit him down. I don't know. I don't know if Vance Joseph's going to make it. Can you Steve, imagine? You said that last week. I don't Brock Alibo should be packing his bags as we speak. That's why I'm re I'm I'm going back on that cuz the a decision like that is ludicrous like that he's out there at all much less out there playing the game and then there's the follow-up after the game when they're talking about their onside kick which was a failure and <laughs> how they got an off offsides during that play and how they can be prepared and he kind of you know did not argued but it was more like we had an offsides there we didn't have enough i'm pretty sure we didn't have it yeah you did dude you're the coach it's like a big play in the game you can't remember a very specific screw up that there, because there's so many and of course the Beautiful example of how to execute an onside kick by the Miami Dolphins right. up 24. Uh, what a kick in the balls that was. <laughs> so after that kick in the balls of a quick thought to okay. start the okay. show, Sorry. let's move on to a uh, little uh, topic one. All right, fine. Let me find my button. <clears throat> topic one. So for topic one this week, we thought, you know, since the NFL has us so just turned angry, as you just heard, <laughs> maybe talk about something good. All right. Like the Nuggets. How about them Nuggets? Yeah. <sighs> what is that? And then, as soon as I say that, they yeah. go lay a freaking egg in New Orleans. That's what this team is, man. Like, for like the past three road games, they have just had a quarter where they just sat on the bench and didn't do anything the entire time. I yeah, didn't even know if they put yeah, players out there. Disturbingly bad road record. Oh, which God. is balanced by their really nice home record. Right. So, <laughs> and they're fun to watch, too. Yeah, a couple but, games over 500. They're like sixth in the West. They were fourth just a couple of days right. ago. And if they could have pulled out one of these games versus the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> like, well, I mean, the Pelicans are one of those teams that you're going to be battling with for a playoff right, spot. So. Right. And if they pull out a couple of these, they could be in the top half of the league. But after their loss, yesterday head coach Mike Malone says forget the playoffs we're a bad basketball team right now he's right you think so because yes. I don't think they're a bad basketball team I think they're injured that's I mean they're, they're beat they're, up they're right injured now, but, but they play selective defense and oh, you have inexperience on your side so, so deuce is a huge basketball guy to this to, to this level and, and yeah, yeah, he's got a, a big tattoo that's bigger than your tramp stamp of Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah well you know you gotta <laughs> pick your passions uh you should see the jim kelly tweet on my inner thigh um <laughs> what, what, wait, you have something covering that too like you're covering another it's a bunch of douchebaggery let's just not okay <laughs> things happen when you're 18 we might have to tweet it out though um that's but, fine so uh, at worst damn uh, so, but the question really is, so I've got two questions. One, is this Nuggets team actually good? And two, I've talked with Deuce about this before. Do you even care? The Nuggets have the possibility of being good. They have a great foundation. Yes, they have the injury bug at the moment, and none of it matters because the NBA yeah, yeah. currently is an act of pointlessness. You know your four teams that are going to be in the conference finals. You got the Warriors, you got the Rockets, you got the Celtics, and you got the Cavs. And yes, we're going to get Warriors, Cavs again in the finals. This entire exercise over the next nine months is completely pointless, and that's fine if that's what you're into. It's just difficult to rally up any kind of support for any of the other 26 franchises. We don't think opinion. Boston has a chance in that. They had Not a tear the, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, they, they certainly did. The Cavs yeah. just ro rolled off 13 in a row. They're figuring it out. Okay. I, you don't I, think a team like Milwaukee can challenge in the East? No, Antetokounmpo will make a huge push for MVP. 
are they are they deep enough to handle the Cavs or the Celtics in the playoffs? I don't think so. You don't think a team like Oklahoma City can make a push? They're not the even last? in the playoffs at the moment. At the moment, but, no, they're nine. I know they. No, when you it's put three superstars Dude. together, they don't. Always, the Rockets are working right now because Harden and CP3 aren't on the floor at the same yeah, time. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's you know what I mean. It's, it's the Warriors and everybody else in the West, despite the Rockets' start the past start, and in the East, it's Cleveland and maybe Boston if they Boston, get. Boston, yeah, they've only lost four games without Gordon Hayward, and he's going to come back. This season? Oh, yeah. Really? That's he's going to This well, season? Um, After his ankle flew across the TD Garden? He's close to shedding his walking boot as rehab oh. begins. They're talking about him back before the playoffs. All right. That's oh. what I had heard mm, previously. That might even be Wish bad him the for best, that team. Right, chemistry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're crushing it. You know, the know, Celtics, so. the Celtics are dangerous down the line. I just don't think this is the year. I think this is still LeBron. This is still Steph Curry. Here's the thing, right? So the Warriors, the first year they like made noise, they beat the Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs. Right. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Nuggets were actually the higher seed. <laughs> yeah. We, it was like the first time in forever. I was like, oh, oh the Nuggets should know. win this There's series. There's so many first round losses. I can't really pick one and out that's the, the Nuggets. Thing. So, yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like to get into the playoffs and even to the second round would be massive for this Nuggets team. And I feel like, yes, it does matter because they've got such a good young core with Murray and Barton and Harris and Jokic that if you can get to the playoffs this year and if you can win a round in the playoffs this year or next year, that matters to the de- the development of these young Maybe stars, maybe superstars, perhaps. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're going to go anywhere. I think it'd be pretty exciting to see them. That will be our playoffs, actually. I right. believe will be the push towards the playoffs. And if they can like make it across the finish line, be in the playoffs, here's where we're going to benefit as a city. Is everyone's going to get excited about it? People are going to sell some merch. People selling the the burritos outside of the stadium, like all of this, like yeah. comes together. Like th- that's what playoff teams do for their city right as they provide that emotional lift but there's that financial part of it too that's why i always thought it was nice when your team makes the playoffs because a lot of people benefit from that oh, yeah. <laughs> i didn't see the nuggets well, winning the anything. maximum benefit of this is that games at pepsi center will be fun again that's it well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's all you can hope for i i call them club nights with my friends that's you go the problem there, you though. let dj bed spin a little bit you <laughs> pre-game shout out to, yeah. to bed you pre-game a little bit you watch the game and then you go downtown and drink afterwards i mean there's nothing more fun than that for a friday or saturday night night pregame so but the question is you're not really caring when you do that right steve like you're saying it's fun to watch so do you actually care no, if I this team I, does this, well at this time of the year i don't care anyway but it would later in the you year, would it, if, if they were making a push to make the playoffs you would care about that run you would watch yeah similar to the rockies like they you okay know, I, I cared at the beginning of the season because it's like the Rockies, it's fun. Same thing. Yeah. It's fun to go to the game. It's fun to hang out, you know, enjoy some outdoor time. In the, See, I the feel spring. like Rockies is a little bit different because of how selective those playoffs are, though. Like, I feel like it's a little bit different. Five teams make it in as compared to eight. Yeah, and there's very little. All right, there might be parity as far as you advancing if you're not the eighth seed or even the seventh seed. Perhaps. I mean, that's dreaming, yeah. really. But at the... Yeah, they're not going anywhere. I'm not trying to convince But it's enough to make you watch and care. Near the end of the season. Near the end of the season. What about you, dude? Not anymore. I invested 30 years of of caring. And you're just done. (laughs) I'm just done. Forget about it. It it. feels like, uh, I mean, it just just feels like an act of attrition, and it feels (sighs) like uh, the worst worst fan base in the NBA, and it wouldn't shock me if Kroenke moved the team at some point. We're the worst fan base in the the NBA. Yeah, look, the the numbers didn't lie last year in in, the— Attendance. So, all right. So, who's to blame for that? Just because, it, as a as exactly a long time, lifelong like Nuggets, like growing up, 
it was all Denver Broncos and CU football because that's right. all we had. There was right. no Rockies. They didn't exist. Right. There was no Avalanche. They didn't exist. Yep. And the Nuggets might as well not have existed because they didn't win any games. And they were one of the most successful teams of the 80s. But again, they ran up against a buzzsaw of the Los Angeles Lakers every year. Yeah, and then I think about the '90s and how. Let's not acknowledge that, except for '94. That was awesome. There was some, yeah, yeah. So that doesn't happen anymore. The, well, the the Warriors proved that wrong a couple years ago. Yeah, when they advanced eighth, it's the eighth seed, but that just doesn't happen. But uh, the worst fan base in the NBA. Yes. Yeah. Strong statement. I don't know if Uh, I can argue about it. Attendance doesn't lie. Listen, just And, and just what you said. People go to the game to go to Lodo to the clubs. The, the, but, the vibe in Pepsi Center is non-existent. Now, it may be better this year, but uh, it hasn't been the case the last couple of years. And I get it. The franchise has an obligation to their fan base to give them something to be excited about. But in terms of diehard fans, it doesn't exist. I don't know, man. NBA. When you're talking about like going down to Phoenix and watching those games. Ugh, okay. Wolf. All right. Right. Yeah, Terrible but does their dumpster base. fire make our inferno look any less... <laughs> I just don't think I don't think it's ever gotten to that level of disrespect for the team. But we can't. I mean, the Mavericks when they before Cuban took over as owner and they got Nowitzki and Nash. Like, oh, that was yeah. But dude, that's fifteen years ago. That's twenty years ago. Okay, but so you know, saying that he, like Kroenke might move the team because nobody cares. Well, I don't think that should happen just because there is no way that Denver should lose their team called the Nuggets. Like, <laughs> It's too good. By the way, worst name ever for a for a sports franchise. Yeah, Least intimidating so. mascot ever. ever. I challenge that entirely. <laughs> All right, shall we? Yes. Let's, let's talk about something nice. All right. A little bit sexy. Hey. Well, it's time to lay it on thick. We're, uh, we take a moment here in the Worst Damn Sports Show period to talk about something uplifting in our minds, <laughs> in our worlds for a little bit. And do, since you're the, uh, you're the guest, why don't you start? So since the Broncos are out of it, I have de facto decided to root for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh. I feel like they're the most likable team. Okay. I was yeah. scared. I thought you were going to say Hold a on. different one because I've just done the same thing. Here's here's <laughs> here's my reasoning. It's a franchise that has been to Super Bowls but has never won one. Yeah. And they're not nearly as obnoxious as Eagles fans have become all of a sudden out of nowhere. Or they're, Buffalo fans right. that would have the same kind of thing going well, on. Well, here's the thing. I would, I would feel the same kind of... mad that we're 2-0 versus Denver teams well, this year. I'm not mad. I'm I, just saying... You're I would feel annoying. sympathy for, for the Bills and the, or I'd feel the same kind of like hope for them. But... A uh, psychic in Minnesota by the name of Ruth Lorden says that it's her acts to uh, coach Mike Zimmer as to why the team has won the last eight games and why they're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, she gifted the coach with a crystal ball, mm-hmm. which apparently he keeps on his desk. And the crystal ball was wrapped in a purple linen, a purple veil given to her by a member of Prince's band, The Revolution. <laughs> so the idea is that there is mystic powers brought forth by Prince that is leading the Vikings to victory. That I believe more than anything I've heard <laughs> this year. So I believe through psychic energy that the Vikings will win the Super Bowl. I mean, if I'm going to invest in anything, I'm going to invest invest in Prince, right? <laughs> what, I wonder what their odds are right now. I need to go put some money down. On they that are happening. technically the number one seed in the NFC right now, so probably, probably not, not as good as I yeah. think. Wait, are they? <laughs> yeah. Over Philly? Yeah, because they're both 10-2, and two, and Minnesota currently owns the tiebreaker. Mm. Isn't that weird when you say that Minnesota's 10-2 and two right now? I'm like, what? And yeah. how can you not kind root like for Case Keenum? Um, because he got severely concussed and thought it was a good idea to keep playing. (laughs) Stop. He can't root against the Moving on. You got something better over there? Uh, sure I do. Um, my, my, uh, lay it on thick. I almost said, tell me something good. That's my show. This is a different show. Uh, (laughs) My lay it on thick is for my university. Hofstra men's basketball. They pulled off a last second make and miss 
with a three-pointer to win a game. They were playing Monmouth. They were down by three points. They get fouled, so they get the one-and-one. There's like three seconds left. They go up to the free-throw line. They make the front end of the one-and-one, so you get your second shot. They miss the second one on purpose, tip it out, nail a three-pointer, and win the game. So shout-out to Hofstra Men's Basketball for purposely purposely and perfectly executing the make and miss. You never see that. You see it attempted a lot. It never works. Wow. Reminiscent of Robert Ori, the tip out and hitting the three for the the victory in the playoffs. I was going to say, was that? It wasn't a make or miss situation. So many teams. Was that that the Lakers? Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's kind of a similar situation. Well, congratulations. What's what's the Hofstra mascot? They're the Hofstra Pride, as in a lion pack. Oh, okay. Yes, I know. It's very. Every time I tell people that they're the pride, I have to. You're like the idea. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Mr. Burrell? Uh, I'd like to lay it on thick and note. All right. So when I when the Broncos are officially out of it, too, this is, this is where it's gone, okay? All right. This is where it's gone. I am also rooting for a team to make the Super Bowl this year and actually to host the AFC Championship because I think it would be incredible. It would be incredible to see them try to squeeze the AFC Championship into the 27,000-person StubHub Stadium in Los Angeles. With no fans caring. (laughs) And no one didn't even show up. All the other team's fans are there. Exactly. He's, of course, talking about the Los Angeles Chargers. Talking about the Los Angeles Chargers, and why not? I mean, they've come down from 0-4. Right. Now they're 6-6. If they're not, they're tied. I don't know who has the tiebreaker right now. I think the Chiefs do. Uh, but I mean, they're on the roll. Like they're obviously on the tear, and everyone else is like on the spiral. The Raiders are weirdly terrible this year after being, uh, you know, they are six and, and six too. <laughs> right? Yeah, but they've just looked bad. Yeah. Like, there's the eye test. Funny. The right. the Chiefs have been, you know, really good and unstoppable to start, and they can't buy a win anymore. And now there's the Chargers who are just on the other way around, where they've flipped it, and they, they're scoring. Their defense is playing great. Yeah. And I feel, and it, it, it has to be because the Broncos are completely out of it with no chance of anything. I feel weirdly sympathetic towards Philip Rivers. And, yeah. um, and the idea they asked him, like, how long he was going to play, and his answer was, like, definitely not till 45, which is like a dig at Tom Brady. I don't know. If he keeps popping out kids, he may need to. That yeah, was the only part true. that, like, well, not the only part, but there was a part that weirded me out when he talked about how he kept playing and concussions, how he felt, and he's like, well, every once in a while, I look at my eight babies' faces, and I'm like, dude! <laughs> Pull out game week? That's too many! That's too so, many. wait, let's, let's logically play that out, right? Like, they could be the four seed or the three seed if they win the AFC West? Yep. Maybe slide in front of the NFC, the AFC South winner? There is a possibility. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't know the math. I don't know the numbers that it could happen that they could host the AFC which, Championship. Which means and that I you need an AFC South team or the Baltimore Ravens to make it to the <laughs> AFC Championship game with them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Parody in the NFL. And it's funny <laughs> that they're like playing. They're literally playing in a, what, a 27,000 person Soccer stadium, stadium that's named after a ticket scalper. <laughs> <laughs> the non-official. <laughs> oh that's the uh, lay it on thick. That's uh, all right. Enough of this feel good stuff. Let's Uh-oh. move on. <laughs> Second topic. 
All right, so here's where we talk about it, just like the NFL and whole. And at first it was like a fantasy segment, and then it was a pick 'em segment, and now it's just kind of like uh, we just talk NFL in general. So it is fantasy playoffs. So I'll give you these games. If you guys have a fantasy sleeper that might help somebody win a playoff game, go ahead and throw it out there. But let's start with Green Bay at Cleveland. Why? Right? Go ahead, ask me. <laughs> no, there's a very, actually, very solid. Uh, fantasy implications in this game. Okay, go ahead. And and here's how it works. Actually, I should show you. Talk. All right. First off, <laughs> if they win this game, if they win this game, they are still in contention to make the playoffs. Right. So that's why this game is interesting, right? Because they, if Brett Hundley can get one more win against the Cleveland Browns, right? They have six losses, and Aaron Rodgers is back next week. Exactly. Wow. And not only Aaron Rodgers being back this week. But uh, Jordy Nelson, who has been, might as well have been injured and gone the entire time. He's, it's actually better if you would have kept him benched because I know that firsthand as a Jordy Nelson owner, he's been worse than terrible uh, for as a fantasy receiver. Weirdly enough, Devontae Adams is like setting the world on fire mm. since uh, Hundley came in. But Jordy Nelson, I think he had uh, five receptions for 17 yards last week, and that's par for the course. Yeah, that is painful. So the question is... Yeah. Do you like Green Bay or do you like Cleveland at home plus three points? Does Green Bay get the win to keep its playoff hopes alive right before Rodgers get back, gets back? Or does Cleveland get their first win of the year, Steve? Well, Green Bay is definitely, well, definitely in any things. I've, I've missed on a few of these. But you got to imagine that they're inspired to try to win this game, even though it is the Cleveland Browns, almost especially because it's the Cleveland Browns being like, guys, if we can't beat this team, like to get our guy back, they had only lost one game all season when uh, Aaron Rodgers was hurt. Mm-hmm. Wow. They could return to that, and on top of that, they have a better running game than they've had all season. All of a sudden, you don't think Cleveland's as inspired to be like, "Hey, this no. is one we can get." No, I don't think so. I they want to go zero and sixteen. Cleveland is going to run the table at zero and sixteen, and it's proof that they're such a terrible franchise that they can't even lose as bad as the Detroit Lions, who did it first. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would imagine the only one thing that could be helping them is the the weird. Uh, relevance of Josh Gordon immediately right. after yeah. being gone for a couple of years. <laughs> right. He comes off for almost 80 yards last week. Yeah. And, and, they looked, and looked him. good doing it. Yeah, and they, they threw the ball at him, and I could see that being their thing, just being like, get this guy the ball. Fresh right. legs. Both of you are on Green Bay. To that point, though, I will tell you if you're in fantasy playoffs, I think you sit Duke Johnson. There Absolutely. are other options in the passing game now, and he is not going to be as effective. Well, who do you so. have, Dubs? Uh, I don't pick the games. Oh, all That's right. not a thing. But I can, right. t- I can tell you that I think Green Bay is going to get the win. Okay. I think they're going to keep rolling. Yeah. And what a straight, like if you can survive, depending on your, your lineup. So here's my, my bench lineup in one of my teams. I got four teams. I've made them all. I'll play off some, but one of them, the bench lineup is Aaron Rodgers, Ezekiel Elliott, Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, Joe Mixon. Wow. Like, uh, it goes on uh, Jordy Nelson. Well, as well, Chris Hogan. That's pretty good. Wow. <laughs> well done. It's pretty good. If that was your starting lineup yeah. uh, and any of those players were playing, you'd be pretty good. Not a win. <laughs> All right. Uh, I feel like I make you pick an Eagles game every week, but Deuce isn't always here, so he doesn't know that. Right. Um, so Philly stayed out on the West Coast after playing at Seattle. They're going to L.A. to play the Rams this week, which it's kind of weird when, when we were talking about the Vikings being that number one seed. And I'm like, yeah, the Vikings are 10 and two. The Rams are nine and three. Yeah, and if they uh, yeah. win this game, they tie with Philly, and that you're talking about a first round bye now 
right? If they can get into that group of the top two or three teams, they might get a first round bye in the playoffs, much less win their division outright. Uh, so Philadelphia getting one point playing Ooh, at the wow. Rams. Wow. Yeah, right. that loss really hurt them in the eyes of Vegas. Deuce, we'll start off with you. What do you think? I feel like Philadelphia got caught last week smelling their own piss. And Sadly. they're going wow. to, that's an old saying that my coach would say, stop smelling your own piss. <laughs> and and I think Philly is is focused and reorganized, and I think they will show that they are the class of the NFC, um, along with my Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> my Minnesota <laughs> Vikings. Wow. Okay, uh, any fantasy advice there? Um, I would go Margot Roby at the moment. Uh, she's a, she's top of my fantasy okay. list. Nice. Um, yeah. Anybody else? No, nah, I think she's the now, top. Now, does one she have moment. to be in the Harley Quinn getup, or nah. are we just no nah, uh, Wolf of Wall Street? That's that's Margot. Yeah, Robbie. that is, is it Robbie. Robbie? That, I, don't know. I think it's Robbie, but that is true. Sorry, fantasy's not my forte. Uh, Steve, <laughs> what a what a matchup there! Just so they're so similar as far as yeah. teams, not just the quarterbacks, like the top two quarterbacks in the, one the verse two. Last yeah, um, but the way that they play, like the way they approach the game, I would say you know defensively, offensively. I would say, uh, let's go with Philadelphia, but it's a real coin flip, man. Like, I, I think just because they, well, L.A. was like the higher scoring team for half the the season. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're putting up points like mad. The difference would be is the the running games, although similar in numbers when it's all said and done, almost all of it goes to Todd Gurley in L.A. Mm-hmm. Almost all of it goes through a, a big committee mm-hmm. of players in uh, in Philadelphia. And if uh, so, yeah, I'll take Philly just because. Like, if I got to pick one, and I would say as as far as fantasy sleepers, which you're not gonna like do this in your playoffs. This is where it's gone. But uh, Clement, out of the running backs, they seem to want to give him the ball when it comes to scoring. Isn't that amazing? Not only when it. it comes to scoring, he like seems to be out snapping, and it's not quite. It's not like discernible, but he does. He's out there for the same number of plays as a guy, a guy they traded for, mm-hmm. and Blunt, a guy that they that you thought was going to be their future right. guy. They've all been effective, yeah. uh, but the one that they don't pay attention to, or at least in fantasy, why no one ever talks about, is Clement. But I'd have to say, over the last half of the season, I wonder who has more points. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. All right, uh, and then finally, this game is just super intriguing to me. You've got the Seattle Seahawks, who are. A perennial contender, right? But they are banged up this year. They come off beating the Eagles on Sunday night football. Big win. Now they're flying across the country to a team that I guarantee neither of you has watched play more than one time. Jacksonville. Yeah. So Seattle's getting three points at Jacksonville. Are Jacksonville's got one less win than they do? I mean, Jacksonville's eight and yeah. four. Seattle's nine and three. I'm pretty sure. So, are you taking Seattle to continue to be a contender, or is Jacksonville for real? Jacksonville's defense is for real. Jacksonville. They, they are not giving up <laughs> any points, and then uh, um, Seattle's been living on the fact that they've scored a ton of points yeah, because their defense hasn't been the same. Seattle plus they three, look, what do you think? Seattle starts out every game like a team that's in their fourth quarter and just been beat to hell. Yeah, like they you're just, right. Yeah, they just like limp through the first half and then they explode in the second half. Weird. And it's always weird, too. It's never like just step back, pass. It's like there's a lot of scrambling. There's a lot of running. There's a lot of just fire drills where next thing you know, they're in the end zone. Uh, Jimmy Graham's been a big part of that. Doug Baldwin and Russell Wilson, and then just the cast of characters who's filling in at running back and whatever other uh, receiver is going to blow up for the game, whether it's Richardson or Lockett. 
Yeah. I feel like I look up and all of a sudden it's 24, you know, 12 mm-hmm. and Seattle's ahead. It's like, how did that happen? What? <laughs> yeah. After they've like been shut out. For yeah. The first half. Yeah. Um, so what's the line? Seattle's getting three points at Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's the real deal. You I mean, do. Well, in this way, their defense will shut it down. Their offense is quirky where they can get what they need. Like if they don't blow up. So here's what they got. They got Fournette. He's been this consistent when he plays. The running game has been consistent. Their offensive line has done really good. I mean, Calais Campbell in the defensive line actually shows us what could have been yeah, in Denver. Um, but then when – and then Dede Westbrook, Westbrook, the rookie, is back, and he's been back for a couple of games, and he's looking better every time. Yes. So uh, they don't, if they don't play Bortles this I game – I get to write Steve next to Jacksonville here. Yeah, Just, for sure. <laughs> For oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Laying three points. That's, my, that's, that's my pick. I'm definitely picking that. Now, um, that is all determined by Blake Bortles and whether he Bortles this. Wait, well, mm. What is that? Bortles is? Yeah. Bortles is this? What Bortled it. If he Bortled Bortles it, this Bortled game. It. Did he Bortle it? Don't, don't Blake Bortles this, guys. <laughs> what do you think, Deuce? Well, I think that's the key phrase right there. December is when the men are separated from the boys, and Blake Bortles has yet to show us that when it counts, he can execute. Um, I think this is going to be an ugly game. I, I see a 12 to nine Seattle punch fest where they get out with a win. Um, when it's all said and done, you have two. I, I still believe that Seattle's defense can be elite on occasion. Yeah. And I believe we will see that this weekend and we're going to see an ugly, ugly game, but it's going to be integral for the Seattle run into the playoffs. Interesting. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I need to see Jacksonville win when it matters. And I think, yeah, I think their scoring is going to come from Blake Bortles turnovers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and at least uh, near you know field goal position, that's the twelve nine yeah. type of a situation. So yeah, we'll see. All right. Uh, so so that those are your picks. Real quick before we get to the worst, uh, I just have a quick college football question for uh, you. Yeah. They put out the four teams that are in the college football playoff. A two win Big Ten champion Ohio State got left out for one loss. Alabama team that didn't even make the championship game. Do you like the four teams that are in the playoff, Steve? I don't it's hard to say like I don't have anything against any of the teams and I don't really have any demand that Ohio State be in there either personally. I mean Alabama has kind of proven themselves year after year after year that they should be a contender for the national championship and I hate Alabama. <laughs> but oh, yeah. yeah, that's what it's not supposed to be about the name, right? It's supposed to be about the resume. How many how many games have they lost this year? One. Yeah. There you go. Well, but they also don't have as many good wins as Ohio State is what an Ohio State fan would tell you. Yeah, but I again, I I can't argue for or against either one of those picks okay. with any amount of passion. So you're all right with it. What about you, Deuce? Do you care? I, I was a little disappointed to see Ohio State not make it. I am a proponent of expanding the playoffs. I do not believe eight teams is enough. I say you go full college basketball tournament. We need a 64 <laughs> nice, team yeah. football tournament and let them play until April. Just, just, just <laughs> how about we just do like one game to start it off, yes. and then you have and a 64 them. game champion. There you I go. mean, you can get most everybody in there. So <laughs> yeah, let's just start the season as a playoff. There you yeah, go. That'd be yeah. amazing. That uh, yeah. would be pretty cool. All right, there you go. Do it. Now we end on a sour note with the worst. This is the worst damn sports show, period. So thanks for hanging out real quick. I'm Steve Burrell. That is Deuce filling in for Beardo today. Say hi. Hi. Okay, and then there's (laughs) Dubs over here as well. That's me. He's just filling in for him. Uh, Does anyone want to start? I can start. 
So uh, Nikki Haley is the um, is our ambassador to wow, the UN. You're going politics. Oh, because yes. you're going to Olympics again, I bet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It turns out that she was at the UN yesterday and said that it's an open question as to whether U.S. athletes will attend the 2018 Winter Olympics. All right. Okay, what? <laughs> it's like we can't figure out what to make people mad about next. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We've, there's over 200,000 Americans in South Korea right now. Yeah. And so why would we hesitate? Like, either tell those people to get out. But can they really, sprint? Uh, if you really... No, it's Winter Olympics, dude. Oh. So there's no sprint. Can they lose? <laughs> um, I mean, listen, either tell those 200,000 people, like, war is imminent. Get out of there. Or let our athletes go over there. What is this? I don't know why this is a thing. You really think that North Korea is going to openly attack the entire world by attacking the IOC and the Olympic Games? I mean, it's really... Probably. No. (laughs) They're not that dumb. You attack the Olympic Games, you literally attack the world. Mm, We're pretty dumb, too. Uh, We are dumb, and that's why we're not going to go over there. Here's the thing, though, Dubs. Is this this about... Trump and Putin. That is what rumors are flying about is if his boy crush doesn't get to go, is Trump not going to let his team go play either? You know, a year ago, this all would have been weird like to talk about. Now it makes... Like two years ago, this would have sounded like, like a bad sci-fi movie script. Yeah. Like North are. Korea is going to nuke the uh, Olympic Games and so Trump doesn't want to send the... Trump? What? Is this Olympic? some dystopian future <laughs> Simpsons episode? No, nah, dude. It's no. a Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. This is happening in February. Wow. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see if they send him over there or not. I feel like it's one of those clickbaity things that the this administration <laughs> likes to do, where they're like, we're going to say something ridiculous and this see what people say about it. About, yeah. Right. Uh, so, hopefully, it's just a clickbaity thing, and these people who have trained like their entire lives to go compete in the Olympic Games will get to do that, but we'll find out here soon, I guess. All right. Uh, we're going to let you end. Okay. Because you're the guest. Good, because I'm going to burn this show down All right. I'm going to move on to uh, my worst. Was a uh, it's, it's an article I came across today. Uh, when I open up ESPN and I was looking at basketball stuff and I see their uh, lead story is, their story is how Bill Walton, Phil Jackson, and Steve Kerr have shaped Luke Walton and how he is the future of the Lakers franchise and will lead them to glory. All right. Okay. They're eight and fifteen guys. Like they're not even. They're not even five hundred of five hundred at this point. And that's just this year. They were just as bad last year. They're around a three hundred winning percentage with like Luke Walton as a coach. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's learned a lot from Phil Jackson and Steve Kerr and all these other names. But you can't compare them. Well, and talk about three guys who have had gotten rings off the backs of people way more superior than them. Steve Kerr. Uh, inherited a team from Mark Jackson that was championship ready. He got rings because of Michael Jordan. Hello, Phil Jackson and your entire coaching (laughs) resume. Oh, and uh, Mr. Walton, you just happened to join UCLA after Luau Sindor and you played with the Celtics. Now he did do the thing in Portland in 77. I was going to say, what about Portland? But that's the only thing that puts a... Pokes holes in my in my condom of truth. Um, I mean, listen though, we we just talked about earlier this episode how the NBA is an arms race, and if you don't have the guns, right. like you don't have the guns. So, well, well yeah, but we, okay. But before you write a cover story on the man, let him get, get at least a five hundred. <laughs> I gotta say, he's gotta All win right, a championship, fair. but he also fair, could, yeah. he could be. They finished fourteenth in the in the West last year. That's Tangent, about as bad trying as to get it that gets. Pick. Suck for whoever. There you and go. they did. They got LeVar Ball. How's that working out? Well, they got Ball. LiAngelo Ball. They, well, they oh, got both. I was going to say. Got, it's Lonzo, but all right. Lonzo Ball. That's the other one. They'll probably get him, too. Just Leandro, Leandro is going back to China. Anyways. <laughs> they got Ball.
balls is what they got. <laughs> Tons of balls everywhere. Deuce. All right. Well, first off, I want to say thank you guys for letting me hang out with you. Oh, You're very welcome. I want to supposed to be the worst. I want. I want to <laughs> apologize for being overly negative this episode. I'm just very passionate about the subjects. The worst goes to Kyle James Marshall, <laughs> Beardo, aka affectionately known as of the worst damn sports show. Period. The reason why Beardo is not here today is because he is traversing across the Pacific Northwest. He spent Sunday at Century Link Field yeah, to the in Seattle, game. which on an Instagram post, he chose to fillet and bloviate the 12th man, yeah. which is a fallacy <laughs> yeah. unto itself. Yes, it is. First and foremost... The 12th man was misappropriated from Texas A&M. Indeed. They had yep. it first. They had Actually, to pay for it. the Bills had it before them in the NFL. Neat. Mm. <laughs> Number two, Mr. Beardo decided to give them all the props for making all this incredible noise when it's already been proven that Mr. Allen, who owns the Seattle Seahawks, has put subwoofers under the ground to oh, manufacture sound. She's falling for it. So, Mr. Beardo, you are the worst today for falling into the lies and deception that the Seahawks and their fan base sit on. Um, did you see what he tweeted about Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson too? No, I didn't. He's like, Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson are the truth. And I'm oh. like, oh, God. Those it's, are Super Bowl MVPs that beat you. Dude, you cannot say that. That wound is <laughs> fresh. Room, huh? that we is, miss, we do miss you, Beardo. That's what, four years ago? That's way too soon for yeah. that. You can't be saying that. <laughs> Love so, you, Beardo. This has been the Weird Stamp Sports Show, period. Thank you, Deuce. Thanks for that and everything. Thank you, You can you, find him at Deuce on the Air. I'm Producer Dubs. You can find me at Producer Dubs. D-U-B-Z. I am iHeartSteveB, and we're all at Worst Damn. Love Later. you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.